it's the show the establishment warned you about. And thank you for joining us today. This is Dr. Tommy's show live from West Chapel, Florida, and we are here uh, doing the, what we do every Wednesday at 1130 or 12. Thank you. And that is bringing to you the latest in healthcare news and everything in the pop culture world that you would ever want to hear about. And also to talk to you about Atlas MD, which is the preeminent medical software for membership medicine practices. And it is basically a one-stop, one-source solution for all of your membership medicine needs, whether you're doing direct primary care or if you're doing um, concierge medicine, it also pays for itself in the amount of programs that you will replace, including your credit card processor, which Atlas MD does included uh, with no extra costs, no extra tack on fees. So if you have a free, if you have a free EMR and you're like, well, I have a free EMR, but then think about all the other things that you have to add into it to use, uh, use it effectively, have a messaging device. Uh, you have to have a, a credit card processor. You, you're not able to do certain things. And then they still leave in all the uh, macro and all the other check boxes that you don't really care about because you do membership medicine and you don't bill insurance. So Atlas MD, if you want to try it for free for 60 days, go to AskDrTommy.com, click on Atlas MD special offer, and you can try it for free for 60 days. And as always, we are here today, and Tracy is joining me. And Tracy, how are you doing today? I'm wonderful. How are you? I'm good. Uh, fall festival coming up. We have different fall festivals, and you brought in some stuff that you wanted to talk about. Mm-hmm. Yep. Do you want to talk about um, the first. pumpkin festival? Yeah. So it's the 26th annual pumpkin festival at Hunsader Farms. Um, for all of our patients, um, you know, a lot of them have uh, came in to get tomatoes that we picked at Hunsader Farms. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is, it's all the way over in Bradenton, so it's a little bit of a drive, but it's a good time. And um, admission is $10, parking is 5 children 12 and under are free. Um, there's some, uh, the dates are October 14th and 15th, the 21st, 22nd, and the 28th and 29th, and it's from 9 to 5. And they have a corn maze, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. And they have a petting zoo barnyard playground face painting train rides um, craft shows live music pony everything i saw that there was a woman left her child in a corn maze and went back the next day and got him did you hear about that no yeah i'll try to find it while you're doing that wow that's awful um but of course they have fresh produce um i've been picking fresh produce from at uh, hunsader farms for i don't even know maybe six years um with uh, my girlfriends and my my uh, family we and did a video with Hunsader Farms. We did. We did a video with them. It's a. I mean, even though it is, it's a long drive. It's about an hour and ten minutes from uh, Lutz. Mm-hmm. Um, it is. It is worth the drive. You know, we picked tomatoes. Um, what it's a five gallon bucket for five dollars. Five dollars. Mm-hmm. It works out to about like seven cents a pound. Yeah, and they are um, Charger tomatoes. Mm-hmm. I think that's the name of them. Charger. Yep. And uh, they're delicious. And our patients all. Can, you know, we like to share with our patients. And we froze some. We're still using them. We just still used using, some last night. Yes. And you picked season. And we went t- in July. July or when we go February? We went again in the summer, so I think okay, around September. maybe June. Okay. And now we'll get to pick again in November, December. That's right, because you plant them in February and September, then you pick them 60 yeah. days later. Yeah, we get to pick them. So you can pick them twice a year uh, in, the, I guess, um, November, December. So is that considered winter? Is that still considered fall? I don't what, know when the first September? day of winter. When's the first day of winter? It just happened, so. 
First day of winter? Probably in October. I thought so. No, the first day of fall was just recently. Oh, okay, yeah. But anyway, um, we go twice a year. But Hunsader Farms, they do um, a fall festival every year, and it's it's a lot of fun. They have a butterfly uh, butterfly uh, garden, too. You can walk in, and the butterflies just land all over you. Mm. And you can you hold a Q-tip, and they just land on the Q-tip or land on you. Neat. It's really cool. Anyway, it's a good time, so it's a, family, uh, it's a lot of uh, fun for your family and inexpensive. And then uh, when you get those fall festival or, or when you go there do they have a pumpkin patch they do and oh you know what they also have what? they have a um cannon and they shoot pumpkins out of it that's right that's <laughs> it's right. really cool but yeah you can they have a pumpkin patch you can buy um pumpkins pumpkins from this size to this size are huge here's the thing it says from the salt lake city tribune this is this is from uh, October, I guess, 10th, because it October says 22 10th. hours ago. Okay. <clears throat> Bob Mims writes, Mother questioned by child welfare officials after three-year-old boy was left at a West Jordan corn maze. The mother of a three-year-old boy left behind in a corn maze apparently has some explaining to do to Child Protective Services officials. West Jordan Police Sergeant Joe Monson said the child was noticed by a woman visiting the crazy corn maze at about 7.30 p.m. Monday. Police were called to the scene after failing to find the boy's mother or learn his identity. He was put in the safekeeping of the Utah Division of Child and Family Services. Uh, it says here, Monson did not know if the child had been reunited with his family, referring to such questions as the DC DCFS. However, Ashley Sumner, a spokesperson for DCFS, said that she could not confirm anything involving the child's status due to privacy policies, blah, blah, blah. Child was left uninjured. And has not known if he was lost for a long time before the, quote, Good Samaritan found him. It was asked how the boy's absence was unnoticed by his mother for so long. Monson noted that, quote, this was a case of multiple families with multiple children living in the same house. But stress, no conclusions have been made. Police issued no citations, Monson said, noting that the incident had been turned over to DCFS for investigation. Oh, my goodness. So this three-year-old was left in this corn maze. And mm -hmm. it didn't. how long did it say? No, they, don't, they don't know. Oh. They're not sure. I guess he's three, so he can't explain it. And who knows? Yeah. Mom has so many children. She Well, so many children <laughs> and so many people all in the same house, apparently. Oh, my gosh. Um, you know, I want to do this corn maze at Hunsader Farms. I think that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, this sounds fun. And and they have um, live music. I don't know if I said that, but they do have live music. There's so much to do. You really can't see the, all the entire festival in one day. Wanted but to it's, too, it's too far to go, you know, two days in a row. wanted to talk about the uh, health care issues that we're having in the news. A lot of people have been noticing that there's been some health care things in the news covered. And one of the things that was covered was about... Um, the president is going to sign a, a, an executive order this this week, apparently, that's going to allow people to buy insurance outside of those things that are mandated by the ACA. And for those of you who are not familiar, the ACA, American or what, Affordable Care Act, has placed mandates on insurance companies to sell certain insurances with quote certain essential benefits. So I, I printed this out from CMS, uh, Center for Medic. Medicaid and Medicare services, who is the driving force behind all the regulations regarding insurance. And it says here, these are some of the things that are mandatory coverage. So the, the basic bottom line insurance uh, that you buy, everyone that is forced to buy, if you don't you get fined, these are some of the things that are covered. Mandatory. Outpatient rehab services, habilitation services, uh, 
these are health services that help a person keep, learn, or improve skills and functioning for daily living. Okay, chiropractic care, durable medical equipment, PET scans, uh, CT scans, MRIs, preventative care, screening immunization, uh, routine eye exam for children, eyeglasses for children, dental checkup for children, rehabilitative speech therapy, um, well baby visits, dental care for adults is not covered, but dental care for children has got to be covered. Uh, accidental dental has got to be covered. Um, diabetes education has to be covered. Prosthetic devices have to be covered. Uh, what else is there? What um, if you are a couple without children? Well, you still have to pay into the pot. Uh, treatment for TMJ has got to be covered. Nutritional counseling has got to be covered. Reconstructive surgery is covered uh, only for breast reconstruction following mastectomy. Uh, chemotherapy is covered. Allergy testing is covered. Dialysis is covered. Ex uh, transplants covered. So all these things are things that the government has decided that you can't get this under your own separate policy or, or, or buy an additional policy. These are the basic things that have to be covered, among other things. And so that's the reason why healthcare is so expensive. And one of the things I also wanted to cover was this uh, this article that I saw. It was about uh, basically people who are being forced to buy health insurance and they can't afford it. So how many people do we know that can't afford to buy health insurance or they don't can, want to? Oh, several. Here. Lots. And so basically all of those people, according to, well, according to what we listened to last year, last week with Sam Bacchus, or those are, should be the wealthy people. Um, only the wealthy people, I mean, are the ones that are, uh, nobody who's being penalized, that is. Everyone who's not wealthy should be able to afford health insurance, according to mm -hmm. what Sam Bacchus said last he said it's affordable week. for everyone. Yeah, it's going to be a right. It's going to be, everyone's mm -hmm. going to get it now, and only the wealthy, we're going to redistribute income from the wealthy. So here's an article. Kaiser Health News. Overlooked by the ACA, many people paying full price for insurance, quote, getting slammed. This is October 9 by Julie Rovner, and she writes, um, Paul Melquist of St. Paul, Minnesota, has a message for the people who wrote the Affordable Care Act. Quote, quit wrecking my health care. Terry Goodrich of Raleigh has the same complaint. We're getting slammed. We didn't budget for this. So how many of the patients that we have or members that we have that are not wealthy uh, are having trouble paying for these expensive health care insurance, uh, you know, health care insurance? The majority of our patients, uh, this is a discussion we have with almost every one of them. When they come in and they ask us, you know, what services we have to offer. And of course they ask, you know, what benefits are available and what the price is. And then we tell them what they get. And then they say, well, I'm paying $500 a month and I'm not getting a darn thing. Yeah. I'm already paying 500 or 2000 in, yes. in one case for two people. Right. And, they're, and they're paying this um, fee every month, and in, in return they get nothing. But their deductible, and then they have is a deductible. Still several thousand dollars. They have a deductible, which is anywhere between thirty five hundred to you know six thousand, maybe even more. So they're paying these. Uh, they're paying these high premiums, mm -hmm. and then when they go to the doctor, they're paying out of pocket again. And then what would be the first thing out of the mouth of a politician if you if you said whatever they said? Well, I don't know. What do you think they said? This is um. They'd say, you know what? We need to get more help for those people who can't afford the insurance. Okay. So their 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 comeback would be, you know, we understand, we feel your pain. We need more help for those people. We need to get some more money from those wealthy people. Mm -hmm. So the people who are wealthy keeps getting smaller and smaller. The or the 
quote unquote definition of a wealthy person keeps going smaller and smaller mm -hmm. because these are people well, here. Our patients, you know, we 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 have all walks of life that come to, to Echelon Health. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we have some that well, a lot of business owners, but they're not extremely wealthy and um i mean we don't have extremely poor people either but either way it's not fair for these people to be paying so much money out of their pocket uh you know every single month and then pay additional fees when they go to the doctor well here's from the article terry goodrich uh goodrich who volunteers to help people with her with their taxes in her spare time says she has the numbers has run the numbers and thinks that insurance is so expensive where she lives that the couple will be exempt from the penalty. That's because the cheapest insurance would cost the couple more than 8.16% of their income. Under the health laws provisions, that penalty does not apply because the insurance is, is considered affordable. So it says, Goodrich, who volunteers to help people with their tax in her spare time, says she has run the numbers and thinks that the insurance is so expensive where she lives that the couple will be exempt from the penalty. And then she writes, or she says, Quote, we try to be good citizens and do the right thing, she said. Next year, we're trying to figure out how to make less than 64000 so we can get subsidies, end quote. Is that Th a good goal? That amount is equal to 400% of the federal poverty line for two people. The cutoff for premium assistance because Congress assumed those who earn more could afford to buy affordable coverage. And they didn't put that in quotes. They said affordable coverage. So here we are. We have a, patient, a person, family, that's making... I guess more than 64,000. So their goal for next year is to make less, to be less productive so that they can qualify for subsidies, which is the government taking $1 from another American to give to another American mm -hmm. to whom it does not belong. And that's their goal. And that's what this, this uh, system has done. This uh, system has corrupted the uh, spirit of productivity. It's, and actually it's driven these people to where their goal is now so that their neighbor can help them pay for their insurance next year. Mm -hmm. How, how how insane it, it is, is this? It is insane. Like we said last night, I was saying, how crazy is it that this was voted on years ago, that if you, you're you know mandated to carry health insurance, and then if you choose not to do it, then we're going to fine you. So we have these people that cannot afford insurance. They're, they're caught in the middle. They're not considered uh, poor, poor. They're not wealthy. They're just in the middle. They make enough to pay their bills and do a few, uh, you know, extracurricular activities with their family and they can't afford it. But then they're going to go and get hit with a bill. And now their goal is to try to make less next year so that they can get subsidies. Yeah. So where they, they sit down and they, you know, everyone every year you want to make more money, right? Well, you want to improve on your life. You want to be able to buy more, save. do more, save money, yeah. do more things with your family, with your friends. And this couple is thinking about how they can figure out a way to be less productive mm -hmm. well, here's in, society, some, in society. Here's something I posted on LinkedIn. This is from um, uh, Get Covered America. Get co Get America Covered org. Now Get Covered America. Get America Covered org. For all intents and purposes, looks like a government website. If you clock it, log into it, it's very similar font to healthcare.gov. However. It is not a government website. It's actually started by former uh, Obama administration employees to get people to sign up for uh, the Affordable Care Act insurance because their their numbers are down. Uh, well, they're not down. But they need more people to sign up. So they need more healthy young people. I was just talking to one of our members today, and he said that insurance companies initially uh, were not opposed to the Affordable Care Act because like he said, if you're looking at it from a business standpoint, if people are going to be forced to buy your product, then why not? 
Mm-hmm. And it were, it tell me where to sign. Mm-hmm. But what happened was people were not as scared of the government as, I guess, the writers of the Affordable Care Act, like uh, uh, the professor, uh, uh, I forgot his name, the one that called, called the people stupid, essentially, said that voters were too stupid. Mm-hmm. We had him on there. Uh, Paul Gruber. He said the, the, the Americans were too stupid to figure this out. You know, that's why we had to write it kind of tricky so the Americans didn't understand what was going on. Anyway, the, so when he's one of the architects of Obamacare. So anyway, they wrote in this penalty that they expected people to be scared enough to force young, healthy people to buy this expensive insurance so that they could then give all these benefits that we just talked about plus more to everyone. Mm-hmm. And so what happened was the backfired because people weren't as scared of the government as they thought. And so here's something. This is, again, this is from GetCoveredAmerica.org, and it says, slash resources, if you want to see it yourself. It says, looking for coverage? Here's what you need to know. Number one, you must sign up by December 15th. If you want 2018 coverage, there is just one deadline. Beat the rush and sign up early. Number two, coverage could be more affordable than you think. Last year, eight in 10 people qualified for financial help. Eight in 10 from people? From who, though? Eight in 10. But for- well, we know from who. From their neighbor. Mm-hmm. It didn't say from where, it just says for financial help. Well, right. they should they should throw that in there. From your neighbor. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, for most people, this meant that they could find premiums between $50 and $100 per month. Not too bad. $50 to $100 per you month. Get all the dental care and all this stuff. Where can I sign up for that? You should definitely check out your options and see if you could save even more on your out-of-pocket choices by choosing a silver plan. Number three, most important, there is a minimum penalty of $695 for not having health insurance. What's the penalty? Minimum of $695. But it's a percentage of your income, which keeps going up each year. And then it says, if you already have coverage, shop and save, blah, 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 free in-person help. Um, Are you interested? Are you helping someone get covered? Now more than ever, we need your help to get the word out about open enrollment, which starts on November 1st and lasts only until December 15th this year. Start by sharing key information on Twitter or Facebook. In the coming weeks, we will have useful guides and resources to keep an eye out and sign up for updates. And so this was done in response to the Trump administration not promoting healthcare.org.gov like the previous administration did by having all these paying these people to go out in the communities and sign people up, get them them subsidies, make sure everyone's got enough subsidies so that make so sure they want us to do it. So the government, well, uh, Trump's this, administration is not doing it. So, so this company took it upon themselves to do it. And then they're asking for us to do it. Too. Yes. Share, 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 yes, yes, yes. share with all of our friends. So we share, can make flyers. share amongst your friends is what they're saying. So all of this is unnecessary because why? Because before this came around, insurance was not optimal. But I can tell you the insurance was not nearly as expensive. And you know for yourself, if you're at home, listen to this. Insurance was not nearly as expensive as it is now. And uh, even if you wanted the Affordable Care Act to be passed, unless you're some of those select few who's not paying very much. Well, they make it sound as if, you know, there's a lot of people that can pay 50 to $100 a month. How many people do you know? I know of one. I'm not going to say who it is, but I know of one person who told me that. And they told me that they paid about, I think $50 a month mm-hmm. for themselves plus their daughter. And then went on to say that, you know, they got the subsidies because they didn't make as much money as, uh, you know, the whatever the qualifications were. And he didn't know anybody that made that much money. So. Hmm, I know no one. Well, that's the one person I know. And so, so what's the so you know the basic 
the premise behind all this is to get affordable health care for everyone. And you and I both know that there's no way that this insurance is getting anybody affordable health care because, as you said, they're excluded from health care until they spend buku amounts of money. Mm-hmm. And so the other reason to have this done is to basically perpetuate this magical mystery world of uh the, the medical show that I wrote about on AskDrTommy.com, where you pay for things that are already available to you at the drop of a, at a phone click away, but you're paying some company to package, repackage, and resell them over and over and over again. And so the important thing that we could do as a community, as people, is to spread the word about how we need to have real insurance options for people who are either well or not well, so that we don't have to break the bank buying insurance that you can't use, and you don't have to go bankrupt if something actually happens. How nice would it be to actually have an insurance policy where if you got sick and you spin up your savings for medical, whether it be $2,000 or $10,000 or whatever it is, then you could use your insurance, and you only had to play a fraction of what your insurance costs are now. Mm -hmm. Right now, there's people who are working solely to pay for their insurance. I talked to a lady the other day who said if it wasn't for insurance for her and her family, she wouldn't work where she works. Mm -hmm. A lot of people do that, yes. So we are being held captive, essentially, by the government to buy a product, which if you don't buy it, they're going to fine you and and threaten you, and then then you can't even use it. Now, in regards to the fine, so when it comes time to file your taxes... There's a little button that you click on that says whether or not you had insurance in the year. So 2018, they're going to, there's a little area that says, did you have insurance in 2017? Now, you don't have to, we can bypass that now for 2018. That's what I've heard. So I wonder if that's really true. I've heard that it's because not before that, you it used to be, past, you used to be that, that they would reject your return if you did not answer that question. Right. Now, it appears to be that you cannot answer that question and they will still process your return. Now, how you deal with that is between you and your financial advisor or your accountant mm-hmm. or you and God or whoever or, or the IRS. Mm-hmm. But that's I think that's what it says. And, um, you know, there's been executive orders underway to try to minimize the penalty uh, through which the government can force you to buy things and penalize you if you can't. So there's the law, which was written by Congress, which was passed in the dead of the night without anybody reading it. That's the law of the land that will put you in jail potentially. And then there's the law as it exists. How is it going to be enforced? So the legislature passes laws, and then it's up to the executive branch to execute laws. So if the executive branch doesn't really want to execute it, then they don't really have to, such as what you see in Colorado, where you can go and smoke uh, marijuana, and uh, that's a federal crime. But you can do it freely in Colorado. So there's a you got a lot of they got more freedom than they try to put on about how they enforce laws. Well, immigration is another example. Mm-hmm. Immigration: if you are a legal quote unquote uh, alien or immigrant, it depends on what state you live. If if that you may actually qualify for more mm-hmm. if you're illegal. So the law is the law, and so you know if there's a law out there saying that you have to buy this product or we're going to find you, then I guess they have leeway to enforce that or not. I know one thing is that they cannot come after your assets for that, is, is what I've been told. I, I don't so they can't me. take your house away because right. you can't afford to if, pay, if you, a, can't afford to pay a, a $500 premium a month, which right. is essentially this, well, a lot of people free, pay that in their mortgage. That's a free, you know, what a free country you live in where yes. they won't necessarily, they'll hold it against you, but they won't necessarily come get your house. You know, they'll kill you. 
for not paying taxes. They'll kill you? Absolutely. They'll kill you for not paying taxes. And you say, well, that, that's your... That's hyperbole. They won't kill you. No, imagine this scenario. <clears throat> imagine you don't want to pay taxes. Just don't want to pay them. You don't think that the government needs all the money they get. You think the government was working relatively fine until 1916 or 1917, whenever they passed the 16th Amendment to allow taxation. I think it was the 16th Amendment. Anyway, they passed the income tax amendment so that Congress could then, or the government could then take you uh, take money from you based on your income. So up until then, say so let's say you think that that was okay, that the government should just operate, government should the federal government should be very lean and only do a few things and should uh, be able to get enough income from the different things it does through excise taxes or whatever to operate. And then the 16th Amendment comes around and there's some people in Washington that say, you know what, we need some money from the people directly. We need to tax their income. We need to tax their productivity. The more productive they are, the more they get paid wages mm -hmm. for doing services and providing goods, we're going to tax them. We're going to take money from them. So let's say, you know, I think that's BS. I don't want to do that. So you, you stop paying taxes. All right, so you stop paying taxes. IRS sends you a letter. They say, uh, look, you, you owe us taxes. And you say, well, I'm not going to give you taxes. And they say, well, we're going to keep sending you letters until you pay us. So it builds up and builds up and builds up. Pretty soon they say, well, we're going to come get your house. We're going to come take your house. And you say, well, you can't have my house. I own my house. You can't have my house. But we want your house. So they come and they, they come to take your house. Well, let's say they knock on the door and you don't want to let them in. Well, they have they have a right to come into your house and seize your house. And let's say, well, you're like, well, you're in my house. I'm going to defend yeah. myself. You're trespassing. I'm going, to, yeah, you're trespassing, and I don't believe you have the authority to come into my house. And you defend yourself. If you defend yourself enough, they'll kill you. So that's why I say, if they don't pay taxes, they'll kill you. Potentially, they will not kill you if you don't buy insurance yet. But you may still die either way because you lack health care. Mm -hmm. Because you can't afford healthcare because right. you, you spend all of your money buying insurance. Yeah, you spend all your money buying and insurance. And the mean Dr. Tommy won't see you because you can't pay the membership fee. <laughs> so what's the, what's the, what is you know what is the solution for all this? What is it? Single payer. <laughs> because you know the government is so good at building uh, post offices and running post offices. Why not put them in charge of your health? That is the greatest answer I've ever heard. Single payer. Single payer for all. You know what single payer is good for? Single payer is for people who believe that the government is smart, the government is fair and compassionate. If you believe the government is smart, the federal government, fair and compassionate, single payer is the choice for you. Now, if you don't believe that, then you might want to give it consideration. If you, if you, and if you don't know if the government's smart, fair, compassionate, do me a favor. Uh, try to try to use some of the government facilities around your town, uh, and just and then judge for yourself. Use some of the government. You go, uh, go to uh, you know, just just call them. Just call the different federal government uh, that you deal with, and just see how effective is it. And see compare that to when you call Marriott, and see which is better, and see if you want them running your healthcare too. You had a pumpkin roll recipe? Oh, yeah. We're, we'll share this on our website. So, uh, you know, it's fall and it's my favorite season. I know a lot of people love fall. And I feel like I want to just make everything with pumpkin in it or just bake, bake, bake. Um, this is Libby's pumpkin roll. And you can buy a can of pumpkin. You know, Libby's, it's very inexpensive, $2. Or you can go buy a pumpkin and scrape the pumpkin out and do it the hard way. Does it taste any different? I've never done it because I am... 
a little lazy maybe <laughs> i've never taken a pumpkin i actually um i read about how to do it and yeah. then i was i'm like okay do i really want to spend two hours getting this pumpkin car cleaned out and boiled and everything else or do i just want to go buy a can of libby's pumpkin yeah i bought a can of libby's pumpkin anyway this is libby's pumpkin roll and let me see if i can show the picture here let's show it up there that's your camera oh where oh here your camera's there there you go anyway um it is uh, some sugar, flour, baking powder, some baking soda, some cinnamon, ground cloves, which I've never added ground cloves. I have some cloves, but I've n I never okay. add it. You know, I don't know why. Um, cloves to me is, um, cloves is a very strong mm -hmm. scent and it's a little overpowering in my opinion. Um, so um, I never add cloves. Um, anyway, and eggs and then pumpkin and then you, um, you know, mix it all together and then put it in a baking sheet to let it, you know, after it's done baking, let it cool. And then uh, you put a cream cheese icing on it and then roll it up. And it is so delicious. It'd be a good thing to do a video on with the fast motion, you know? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And when you make them, I I mean, I've been making them for 20 years and I usually make a lot of them and then share with everyone because everyone loves pumpkin rolls. And the thing is, it's not a real strong pumpkin taste. I'm not a huge fan of pumpkin pie, mm -hmm. which is to me, it's a it's a real strong pumpkin flavor. But this pumpkin roll does not have a strong pumpkin flavor. So we'll put that on Facebook, on Echelon Health Facebook. And mm -hmm. then we'll also put it on uh, echelon-health.com and under recipes. You can find mm -hmm. all of our previous recipes. Yeah. And then you can go also YouTube and go to the Dr. Tommy sh cooking show. And then you can see uh, some of our other cooking. Yeah. You know, I don't think we've added um, the burgers on there yet. Have we? Mm -mm. No. We still need to do that. No, we didn't. Um, if you're in town and uh, want to try something that's fun and potentially the last time in your lifetime that you'll be able to do it, you can go see John Anderson um, and um, Wakeman. What's his first name? Uh, Rick Wakeman. And also you can go see uh, Rabin. I just can't remember. Scott Rabin? I can't remember. John Rabin, I believe. Anyway, Anderson, Rabin, and Wakeman, which is uh, touring as Yes, featuring ARW, Anderson, Raven and Wakeman, Trevor Raven, Trevor Trevor Raven is his name, is the uh, one of the nuclei of the various different formations of Yes. They're actually playing tonight in Ruth Eckerd Hall. We thought about going. Yeah, and, there, and then if you look online, there's some uh, seats that are apparently available for thirty-seven dollars, hmm. which is half off. It's a school night though, so yeah. Anyway, we can't go. We can't go, but it may be the last time they're uh, they're approaching their seventies or in their seventies. And for those of you who aren't familiar with Yes, Yes started out in the 70s as a, quote, progressive music. So like Genesis, Yes, uh, Electric Light Orchestra, not Electric Light Orchestra, uh, Emerson, Lake and Palmer, uh, Pink Floyd even are considered progressive. But, so that, but then in the 80s, they became a quintessential pop band with Trevor Rabin. And then they had like a second, basically a whole second career as a... Uh, pop pop rock a very popular uh, 80s band called yes as well and yes is one of the few bands that has almost a completely two different personas like i said the progressive version and the uh the pop rock version which are equally successful hmm. so most people think of like fleetwood mac they think of fleetwood mac with lindsey buckingham and mick fleetwood and uh you know um stevie nicks and Christy McVie, and they didn't realize that Fleetwood Mac started off as a blues rock band. Oh, okay. but they weren't as popular then. Although yeah. the, probably the music may, depending on your taste, be better. Um, so, but Yes had actually two equally successful, and they also had 
almost a, a, a lineup A and a lineup B. So they had two drummers that were good, two keyboardists that were good at different times. One lead singer, John Anderson, unless you count the lead singer who was for one album on drama. And then, but Trevor Rabin was a guitarist and singer. So the Trevor Rabin fronted group, along with John Anderson in the 80s, was kind of a mixture of both of their lead vocals. And today we're going to feature a song called Changes on the Song of the Week, which is from the 80s version of Yes. And if you are new to the Ask Dr. Tommy Sh- or Dr. Tommy Show, uh, we thank you for joining us. If you want to learn more about what we do, go to AskDrTommy.com. And if you want to learn more about what we do here in the office, come in for a consultation, and we will be glad to uh, tell you about how we do concierge medicine. Don't forget to share if you like, share it with your friends, like it if you like it, and even dislike it if you dislike it, and uh, subscribe on YouTube and subscribe on iTunes. And you say don't dislike if you don't. Don't like. dislike it. But you and can no never mean, be success- and no mean hateful comments. You can never be successful unless there's a certain number of people that hate you. <laughs> If you ever meet any type, oh, of, I'm sure, I know I have a few people that hate me. Yeah, if you That's ever, okay though. If you ever meet a um, anybody who's successful in business, like, uh, well, not necessarily business, but like this type of thing, what we do, and if you meet someone who's universally liked, it's going to be boring. Uh, yeah, unless it's Mister Rogers. Everybody likes Mister Rogers. Yes. All right. This is changes from yes, and until next time, bye bye.